Hey everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alonda Brooklyn. You are now listening to I Am Becoming. I have a phenomenal guest here. Her name is Lakeisha Cook. She is currently running for Cincinnati City Council. She currently resides in the west side of Cincinnati. She grew up in Cincinnati and is a proud graduate of Withrow High School. While in college, she earned her BA in political science. That was the foundation in which she learned how policies affect education, public health resources and developments for communities. Through her career, she's provided community-based learning and provided services to increase public health, mental health, education, and employment throughout Cincinnati. She is running for Cincinnati City Council to ensure that we continuously use community-based assessments to provide services for all 52 neighborhoods while Cincinnati continues to grow. She believes that they need to update blended policies to allow the neighborhoods to thrive and we are going to get into it. Welcome, Queen. Thank you for coming to I Am Becoming. It is such an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity, and I'm excited just to get to know you more and to get to know your viewers as well. Yes. So I had the pleasure of recently meeting you, and you had some amazing ideas on how you want to grow the city of Cincinnati. So I want to jump into that. I want to give opportunities for people to get to know the candidate. Um, so I want to um, ask you, how will your plan um, for affordable housing impact Cincinnati? I think it will impact Cincinnati um, beyond belief. I think the first thing that I want to do is create infrastructure for affordable housing. Right now, we don't know who has affordable housing. And when you call, it takes hours and days to actually find affordable housing. So actually creating structure from an internal process where people would be able to apply for affordable housing from the Cincinnati website and all the affordable housing units will be listed. Also, this will cut down on discrimination. Um, a lot of people who apply for affordable housing receive discrimination when they show up with their children or they show up a particular way, maybe getting off work. Um, sometimes they're turned down. And so essentially it hasn't been the catalyst in which it should be um, for, you know, getting people their needs met at a faster rate, right? With COVID-19, you think things would just be super accessible and it's just not that way. Right. I definitely can say uh, myself having been, you know, needing uh, needing assistance at one point earlier in my 20s um, with the child. And I know you're definitely right. Discrimination does exist. And it's almost like they want you to kind of already be homeless before they will do anything to help you. So it's, it's, it's kind of um, crazy. I said that like back 20 years ago and now I look in the homeless population it just it seems like it is increasing day by day and I ride by all of these vacant buildings and we have these vacant malls that I'm like man I wish somebody would put their money into structure in a safe place you know for the homeless people or let's like you said make more affordable housing so people can actually get back up on their feet and then also to change the infrastructure of affordable housing um, make it affordable for a time period and give people a time period to really get back on their feet instead of like as soon as they start doing a little bit better like we're going to raise your rent um, and stuff like that when it should really be a like hey we're going to help you put you in some programs um, and help you save your money, learn how to save your money so that you can actually really transition to the next phase of your life. So I'm definitely excited about that um, to see how that will pan out um, 
as you get, I'm speaking into existence. I know that you're going to get elected. You have some amazing ideas and we definitely need that fresh, uh, fresh new perspective. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our candidate, Lakeisha Cook. Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, airing Mondays at 8 a.m., hosted by Joe, Russ, and yours truly, Boone. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs our messes, and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor, Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time. The Light Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. Our collection is a one-stop shop. Whether it's a woman looking for her favorite product line or a husband looking for his own favorite product that he steals from his wife's collection, or you could be shopping for a gift, the Light Sunday Collection is your new favorite one-stop shop. The Light Sunday Collection is a world-class hair care company. Our products are multi-universal and multi-ethnic. Our luxury products are 100% sulfate-free, paraben-free, formaldehyde-free, and DEA-free. Our line of products are the best of the best, from our ingredients to our premium platinum virgin 12-grade A hair. We are the Total Collection. Shop the Total Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury, at thelikesundaycollection.com. You can also find us on Instagram underneath the Like Sunday Collection. The Like Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. We are the Total Collection. Hey everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alanda Brooks, and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. Listen, we just came back from break. If you had not had a chance to tune in until now, we are talking with the lovely Miss Lakeisha Cook. She is currently running for Cincinnati City Council, which is my city. If you are listening out there internationally or in other states, I happen to reside in the city of Cincinnati in the great state of Ohio. So I'm super excited. Before the break, you were talking about your plans um, to help bring forth affordable housing and how it kind of affects our community. Um, I know that also one of your platform, um, you know, topics was also um, engaging the youth. And I know you and I have had an in-depth conversation um, about how we need to create more things to engage our youth. I can remember even like even summer camp has become so almost impossible to afford as well um, just because of you know there's no more sliding scale programs for people who actually um, are you know maybe lower middle upper class that 
you know, it's not affordable. So I feel like a lot of kids are also not getting what we used to get back in the day where we get the summer enrichment learning. Um, and I just, now that I'm a mom, I definitely see the difference. I know, you know, we used to go to summer camp in the inner city and we learn how to swim we went swimming every day so we didn't really have fear of water but I'm I'm noticing now like as the generations are getting younger and younger that these kids have fears of water they don't you know it's harder to keep them engaged because the resources just aren't there so I'm I'm interested to know like what are some of your ideas that you have to kind of keep the youth engaged in our city so I will fully fund all the community recreation centers and also fund local nonprofits that are led by minorities. I think it's essential in Cincinnati as we're looking at different programming um, that it's a huge, huge option right now that we recruit uh, minorities and Black people. That is something that a lot of nonprofits push, but a lot of nonprofits don't push actually leadership or actually having a executive director, executive management skill set that is diverse. And for me, I want that data. Like if you're asking money from the city and you're going after minorities, what does it look like in your programming from the top level, right? Like if your whole focus is on recruitment, I just, as a city, I think that is where we keep, you know, missing the bucket at. And then I think it's going to be critical. Uh, we have a lot of great youth programming already in Cincinnati. If you look at um, Avondale, if you look at um, the NAACP youth-led uh, leadership, um, there's youth at the center that is led by youth-led ideas. Um, there are so many nonprofits that are centered around the youth, and they actually pay for the youth's ideas to come to fruition. And you see the turnout in these events. You also see the engagement in the events. What we don't see is the city backing those events. And so I think that it is more critical is that we back youth-led ideas, you know, and yearly. It can't be like, oh, we're going to have a summer program. Right. It's the fall and kids are dying consistently every night, two to three um, are yeah. getting shot. And so not having engagement only in the summer is really affecting it is also affecting parents like parents are you know at some point we have to be honest parents need a break from children and sometimes this uh, like that opportunity gives them the break um from their kids and we want to make sure that that's essential when we look at it and make sure that the programming also matches the family needs like I think that is going to be huge for me um I was in Wenton Terrace and there was a lot of talk about mental health for fathers and how they're taking on a lot of new roles that they typically hadn't took on in years past and they don't necessarily get the same support or know the same resources. And so just making sure like we sit at the table with, you know, neighborhoods that we've never sat at, community members and making sure that these fathers, I was raised by my grandma and I want to make sure like those, those people are honored in this process. You can't just leave them out. And I think that's what's really affecting our society is we're leaving them out. And they're, yeah. those are the ones who get our kids there. For sure. For sure. I know. I, I don't know if you remember um, growing up in, in Swift and Commons, how they used to have um, the different activities on Saturdays and stuff like that, where it was kind of like, you know, the African dancers, um, yeah. movie story time for the young kids. I would love, love, love to see those things come back. And I definitely myself attended um, summer camp at Avondale shout out to uh Mount Carmel Baptist Church definitely and um as well as Destiny 2000 definitely went to summer camps and stuff in Avondale 
And I can definitely say it helped my development. It, it helped build a sense of independence. We definitely kept our, um, you know, kept us sharp with our schooling because we did something educational for like our, it was almost kind of like summer school meets church camp slash, um, yeah. you know, just summer enrichment. Like it's something that these kids definitely, definitely, definitely need. Um, so I'm super duper excited um, because I know personally, I'm definitely, as a parent, seeing the deficits in the different age brackets um, with the kids, like just even, you know, motivating them when they, once they go into the workforce. I would love to see some programs with helping them get adapted to just being able to job shadow and figure out some somewhat kind of sort of what they would want to do in life. Um, because I know that sometimes guidance at some point, guidance counseling has kind of come away from that a little bit um, in the schools, like of just, you know, doing the aptitude test like what are you um you know what are you comfortable with what are you engaged with what do you have interest of but may not have access to um maybe you do come from a single parent home and your mom doesn't have a lot of time to help expose you what can we do in the community to help expose you to these things that you want to do and learn about so definitely I'm super excited for that um, and something similar to that. So I want to get into what inspired your run for candidacy now. So what inspired me, I think when it goes back to the youth and the lack thereof, I think when you look at and you wake up and you hear about the violence in Cincinnati, and not even that, I think when you hear as a, I'm a Black woman, right? And there is a lot of missed opportunities for Black women. In Cincinnati, we are still the least paid. We're still the least aptitude. But yet we're the ones who are always the center for the volunteering opportunities. We are always the center force in all of the community development, but we are never paid. We are never, you know, asked our levels of thoughts. It's always like, oh, they'll pick up. And it's like, if I'm going to pick up, I want to make sure that the policies, you know, support people. I want to make sure that we are at the front. I want to make sure that we address affordable housing. I'm a renter in Cincinnati and I've seen people's rent you know, go like from where they were paying to $300 increase in a month. And they didn't talk about how paid and increase. There was no addressing in affordable housing. Um, I think affordable housing, we asked for five um, fifty million, and everybody said we didn't have it until the race opened up. And then magically 50 million appeared for affordable housing. And everybody was like, we do support it. And I just, I need that consistency consist. I need it to be consistent. I need for us to have affordable housing units I need us to be supported as developers in our community. I need my youth to always have a home. And I think the crucial part as being raised by grandparents is I look at Avondale and Madisonville as they, a lot of grandparents were issued citations and tickets in their homes for five minimum of $500, right? Um, they couldn't pay that. So a lot of them sold their homes, left their homes, felt like they couldn't leave. Instead, we didn't go to them and be like, how can we get you to stay in Cincinnati? Only this past few months we have, right, as we're addressing it. Well, we've lost so many community members in these neighborhoods. And even if you think about it, that's devastating. Like, why didn't we offer 100% tax abatement to elderly people who are African-American? It just makes, it literally makes most logical sense. And that's what I want to do. Like, when it comes to affordable housing, is update tax abatement for African-Americans. We need 100%. We got red lines. We got high interest rates. And these are things that are documented in Ohio's history, that are documented in Cincinnati's history. But we don't fix that, right? We're like, oh, 
well of course that happened but you should be okay now and it's like nah that was a lot of extra money we had to pay and now you're ticketing us for like the basic things in Cincinnati and so I just see a lot of discrimination and I'm I I think I'm just tired of it like you you get to a point where you're like emotionally tired of being always um the one yeah feeling oppressed in different areas and you're like I need to make a change I definitely feel like um what you said what you brought up about the um our senior community community I feel like because we're not taking care of our seniors I also feel like we are opening up a lot of cracks in the foundation as far as you know where it takes a village to raise a child I feel like that's why we're also seeing so much um increased crime because there is no more seniors in the community saying, hey, you know what, that's that's not right. Don't do that. You know what I mean? So if you remove them, you know, who is policing their generation in the first level? It takes a village to raise a child. And I definitely feel like what you said is correct. And then I know if they raise the issue of who's going to help us do the work, I think that all of these people that they have doing these community service projects who are nonviolent offenders or, you know, doing petty stuff, instead of having them rake the highway, how about let's have them go out to the elderly community and help clean up the community or help try to fix things around the community for the seniors like you said just cut grass do some other things like you have the bodies just redirect the labor right or give them a trade like we never talk about the incarceration actually having a trade when they get out right so what if we equip them to fix up the elderly houses you know fix the steps fix the out gate like you know you learn these things that way you are you know they talk about rehabilitation like rehabilitation comes with having a job opportunity when you get out and construction is the jobs that require the least background check but also require the most discipline and guidance and like training which we haven't done for our young generation right and so if they are incarcerated, why not give them that opportunity? It's time that we really have more job opportunities for people. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I also feel like if um, going back to the youth for just a second too, I feel like there are a lot of resources that people, I feel like they need some type of community liaison also um, out there for people who are in the lower income things it's a lot of free things out here that stores are actually sponsor like home depot i know like they teach like kids once a month how to do different little um, minor shop projects and to use different tools and stuff and i just feel like that is that's known information in other communities but why doesn't our people not know about these opportunities and you know, also aligning, you know, somebody aligning and, and like you said, redirecting the focus and the energy to do more skilled things instead of if we teach a, a young man how to use a saw and a, and a hammer, he might be less likely to pick up a gun and shoot his fellow brother. So I definitely, definitely am for that. I definitely think that we need somebody out here on the, you know, the resource watch and just putting different things out to the community. Obviously, I know that um, the, you know, transportation and stuff begins to be an issue. But I feel like, hey, a lot of these people can get a lot of places, but they would be probably going more positive places if they knew that these options actually existed. So I'm definitely, um, you know, I'm definitely with you. Like, we got to start... first and I, I definitely commend you for making sure that you are 
putting your foot in the right door so that we can have a seat at the table. So thank you again for your uh, determination to run, to bring forth change. Cause I think a lot of times we talk about it, but who is willing to be like, you know what, I'm going to take one for the team and I'm going to get in position. We need people in positions to, to be able to formulate the people. Some Everybody is not necessarily a born leader in that right to go and maybe run for candidacy, but you may be a leader like you might be one of those people in the community that knows how to work with um, tools and can teach, you know, step up and teach each other. But I commend you for leading the charge um, to make sure that we at least, you know, have a seat at the table and can be a part of the discussion. So kudos to you. Um, so I want to know, um, tell us your becoming story. What um, is one opportunity, if you could talk to someone that is um, your younger, like your younger self, a father, woman, or young man who may um, have aspirations like yours, what would you tell them to leap into their becoming? I would say, I would say go to the people you trust. I, I think this is very critical is when I was doubting myself, I surrounded myself with people who loved me, who encouraged me, who prayed for me and who would also take time to really listen to me and help me process out, you know, my thoughts. And I think what we don't recognize is the benefit of being a good listener and a good friend. And so I would advise people and I've advised people along this journey is that whether you've been hurt or have an amazing best friend is always to open yourself up into community, always be willing to encourage somebody and always be willing to receive encouragement. I think that a lot of people are really harsh on themselves. And so sometimes when you want to step out, you can list, literally list everything that could go wrong. But if you have a confidant who you've worked with and you've trusted, that level of encouragement goes beyond the wayside. And so I'm super grateful for those people who have, you know, literally prayed me through. Cause there's moments when I doubt myself. And I think for a younger person, I think everybody needs to know you'll doubt yourself. You may cry every day. <laughs> and then you'll have like two days where you're like, oh, today is great. I haven't cried um, and go backwards. Um, but I would say, just keep going, keep asking questions, quit continuously lean on, like I lean on God um, for support. And I think that's my number one thing. Um, lean on your faith, lean on your friends. And also know you're, you're needed. Like I think everybody is uniquely needed for the time and space they're in. And also um, you can go, you know, 1600 feet past that. Just don't doubt yourself. Just believe in yourself. Just continuously believe in yourself. That's so good. Where can we find you on social media and what do you have next coming up with any projects or anything coming up here in the near future that we can support you on? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me on Facebook with team up with Lakeisha Cook or Instagram team up with Lakeisha Cook. Um, Thursday at Xavier, they will be talking about politics at 4 p.m. and I will be there and then you will get to ask people questions at 5.30. From 5.30 to 6.30, I will be there answering some questions. Um, this election Sunday is supposed to be one to five. It's talking about um, just pushing voting in Cincinnati. So I'll be down at the Board of Elections if anybody would like to come and talk to me. Also, always feel free to message me or DM me. I'm always looking to chat with people 
just about how we can grow Cincinnati, how we can really, you know, build the infrastructure more around affordable housing and, you know, create more opportunities for the youth and for elderly. And we can't forget about gun violence, essentially, in Cincinnati is one of my top tier. And so I want to talk about all those things. And and something that I'm really passionate about that I haven't, you know, spent much time talking about is a food truck district. We need more earned income in Cincinnati. So I'm really excited for business owners and business developers to create more pop-up shops, to create better uh, districts in Cincinnati that you can develop and grow. I really feel like the opportunity is now. So please, also you can email me at votelakeishacook at gmail.com. I appreciate it. Yes, y'all. So, you know, listen, I only bring you the best. You definitely heard what she had to say. Definitely question how you, you know, I'm always saying you guys you have to become so that somebody else knows it is possible um I thank you uh for leaping into your becoming because some some young boy or some young girl is identifying now and saying yes I want to be the change of my community so shout out to you guys you know you can always find me on Facebook and Instagram under I must become the number one you can go to my website I must become.com um and you can beat me here or meet me here every Sunday at 3 p.m. Listen, don't do anything for man's approval, but do everything with man in mind because we are all an intricate piece of the puzzle. Listen, I love you in real life. It's never not a time to become. It's time to take the leap. What are you going to leap for in 2022? You are in the final countdown of the fourth quarter. Do not fumble the ball. I love you. See you next week. Peace. Peace.